This is a Boathouse Studios podcast. To support this podcast and other podcasts like it, visit patreon.com slash boathouse studios or subscribe to Boathouse Studios on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your ear content. That's Boathouse Studios, B-O-A-T-H-A-U-S Studios, house spelt the German way. I'm not Seymour. My name is Armin. This is Armin's apartment, Armin's liquor, Armin's copy of Swank, Armin's frozen peas. Can I see your copy of Swank, Armin? Yes, you can. This is Armin's life, and maybe it's not perfect, but at least I'm back where I belong. I was born a no-good-nick, and I'll die a no-good-nick. Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. We did. <laughs> it was seriously touch and go there for a second. As soon as you said frozen peas, I got that actor's thing where you're like, fuck, what's my line? <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, that's your actor thing, maybe. <laughs> Someone who. I'm a bad actor. What, what can yeah, I say? That's what I was trying to say. Yep. Yeah. I, it's, I'm a, I'm a working bad actor. There's lots of us. <laughs> that's right. Um, welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. My name is Alan. And I'm Greg. And we are here on the digital again, frontier. On the digital frontier. That's a good. I like. I like that way of putting it. Yeah. Uh, we are, of course, an encyclopedic compendium of all things Simpsons, seasons one through ten. And we're almost done. <laughs> we are. <laughs> uh, um, we talk about it a lot lately. Uh, not that we're like really, really excited to be finished with our with with, with our little show that we have. Uh, been doing for five years it's just it's just a neat time to take stock of all the things that we have seen and done in this case all of the simpsons that we have seen and done um we're talking about one of the most controversial episodes of the simpsons ever today yeah i would say so so and that's because mostly because it's still well within what a lot of people consider the golden age um, some yeah. people say it's the end of the golden age, uh, like our friend of the pod, Chris Turner. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people say it's just a, a an indication of the de- beginning of the decline, as it were. Um, I'm kind of in the latter camp. I <laughs> kind of think it's the beginning of the decline, not the official end, but pretty close. Um, I mean, uh, we know my my thoughts on season nine in general is that it's mostly bad. Uh, but there's some good episodes in there, so I don't want to say I don't want to write off season nine entirely. On Wikipedia, just to, just to just to give us a place to start from, uh-huh. the Wikipedia page for this has this has the snapshot of him pointing at the real Seymour Skinner, and mm-hmm. it says right below that that frame that uh, many cite it as the point where the series jumped the shark. Yep, down to the moment. Down to the freeze yeah, frame. When he points. Yeah. yeah. That man's a real Seymour Skinner. And we all um, know which point I'm talking about because it's the yes. point when the show jumps the shark. But I think <laughs> there are many, many post-shark jumping moments in the season that are still really great golden age material. Sure. And this, and, uh, this is where you and I fundamentally differ. <laughs> I know. And uh, it's going to be fun to talk about. Before we dive into the episode, we have a new guest joining us today. Holy shit. <laughs> Do 
just in time for the jumping of the shark. Um, and uh, his name is Scoot. Scoot, welcome to the show. Hello, how's it going? Good. Um, now you are uh, you're you're Calgarian, right? You're based in Calgary as well. I live in Toronto. Okay. I, I'm from Calgary originally, but I, I live in Toronto gotcha. now. Gotcha. Yeah. gotcha. Cool. Mm -hmm. um, great. And you're a, you're a, you're a comedian. Tell us about yourself. Yeah, I do stand up here in Toronto. Uh, do various comedy things, writings, things of that nature. Uh, been enjoying the quarantine where there's not any shows going on, so I can just uh, focus on watching Simpsons episodes. Where did yeah. you start? Where did you where Where did you start during quarantine? What 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 season of The Simpsons did you start with? I I bounce around honestly, like I I because I've seen them all, like like of that kind of uh, golden age, if you will. I've seen all of those oh, dozens of times each, so I I kind of just uh, pop over here, pop over there, like especially on Disney Plus, right? It makes it all that much easier to just dial up whatever episode i feel like in the moment so i don't I, and because it's not you know uh necessary that you watch them in any sort of sequence like it's not a serialized show i, I don't you know it's not like oh what, what season is this what, what's the storyline there you can kind of pick it up wherever which is part of what makes it so rewatchable is that you could drop in on like any episode and it's basically fine you know so um with that said you know this episode is sort of one of those key moments of like oh i don't can we come back from this uh, <laughs> and uh so but yeah i, I tend to pr focus on like probably like four four five six seven you know i realize it's like kind of a wide berth there but those seasons <laughs> and eight even is still right in there so like if i just say one season is the best probably season six has like the most high highs without really any stinkers. Like it's, mm -hmm. it's all pretty solid. Um, but you know, season five is up there too. I don't know. I, <laughs> I, you asked me in an hour, I'll tell you a different thing. You know, just... <laughs> yeah, that's fair. We're, we're kind of the same. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And this, this leads nicely into our segment, What's Your Story, which is uh, where we want to learn about your story related to The Simpsons. So like, sure. you know, growing up, what was your relationship with yeah. it? Did your parents let you watch it? Because we have a lot of people who, whose parents didn't, yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. And uh, yeah, just what's your relationship? When did you stop watching? Do you have a favorite episode? That kind right. of stuff. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I started watching it as a kid. Like, you know, I born in 86. So whatever, like I was three when it came on. <laughs> and I can distinctly remember like like my older brother and my dad watching it and kind of being like oh like this is something different it's like for grown-ups and i think it was bart the general was the first episode i can like kind of remember seeing and uh i don't know like at some point you know just like i think most kids our age assuming we're roughly the same age like those uh cbc syndication 5 p.m after school whatever like every day after and like the next day at school everyone was talking about the simpsons episode we all just watched right like it was just mm -hmm. you had to watch um it was like must-see television um uh, so i just yeah like i i was allowed to watch it my parents were pretty like lax on that i don't you know really i, I think they generally were like well if we want to watch it then we'll let them watch it with us like you know it's it the the morals and values of that show like it's so funny to look back and see how many people were 
were banned from watching it I, mainly because i guess bart was kind of you know a bad kid or whatever but <laughs> you know they go to church like they they you know the 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 if you really watch the show, it's pretty sentimental. It's not this awful thing. So, um, yeah, I never really had any um, controversy in the house of watching it, anything like that. You know, when Beavis and Butthead came out, that kind of stuff, that's where my parents started like, okay, this is not (laughs) – because, it, you know, stuff like that where it's just like really crude that they didn't like. Was South Park taboo as well? South Park was a little, t- yeah, I remember them. I think I, I remember watching South Park and then it sort of became a thing in, um, it was just sort of like my parents found out that, that they shouldn't be letting me watch it. So then they tried to like put the, you know, genie back in the bottle as it were. It's like, <laughs> oh, you can't. And it's like, no, no, no. Like I'm already like five episodes <laughs> in. <laughs> you can't, you know, and I just. It was mostly like I remember like my friends. I was kind of the kid who would have friends over to watch naughty stuff, right? I like my parents were pretty like I lived with like a single dad who was busy and whatever didn't care. So if you wanted to watch R-rated movies and stuff like that, it was always at my place. I had tons of DVDs and shit. So that's, um, that's an interesting thought because like my my dad would allow us to watch uh, any movie that mm-hmm. we pretty much wanted, but my mom was like. No, Simpsons. No, no, we're not. We're not. We're not doing the Simpsons uh, for a little while. She caved on that, um, and then definitely not South Park. Yeah, yeah. Didn't... South Park was the turning point for sure. Yeah. And do you remember a time when you uh, stopped watching, or did mm. you did you not stop watching? Maybe you're still watching to this day. I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm not an insane person. Uh, <laughs> um, no, I, I I wish I could like pinpoint it. You know, it's it's one of those. It's like the way that you stop kind of seeing or talking to a friend where yeah. it's not that we had a, a fight and, you know, just <laughs> like, oh, this pivotal moment, well, fuck you, and we're done. It's more just like a gradual, oh, I kind of just went my way and they went theirs. and There's no hard feelings, you know, but I just, it's not for me. Like, I I can't remember the last, like, new episode I watched. Like, that's got to have been at least a few five years i don't i don't really remember like i've certainly never made a point of watching anything mm-hmm. uh it recently it's maybe it's you know slipped on or whatever at some point but I, I i can't really even with like disney plus and that i really haven't had any inclination to go and check out anything um past the you know even like 12 13 i remember watching those seasons uh i was still kind of in the age right where it was like my friends were watching it and hadn't really gotten fully shit yet like it was pretty bad yeah but it was still like bearable you know you're like okay those two characters uh, you know and you're like oh, yeah yeah, yeah. It, it was recognizable for what the show was supposed to be and at this point yeah. like if you watch a season for an episode from season 24 it's like i don't this has no relationship to the show i grew up with like it might as well be something else you know yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, for for me, and I've mentioned this on the show before, but like the Tamako episode is like the the point I can pinpoint mm. as like when I stopped liking the show. I didn't stop watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember being like, OK, I don't like this anymore. I'm going to yeah, see if a, it can turn around. But then it definitely. So. Yeah, there was a good while there of like, like, yeah, especially because you got to remember this is like like late 90s, early aughts, whatever. And like there isn't a million shows to watch. You know, yeah. you don't have 
the library of stuff that you do now. So like for, you know, if you're like 13, 14, it's like, well, what else am I going to fucking do? So, <laughs> yeah. so, you know, you kind of hung in there for a while, for sure, waiting for the ship to turn. And, you know, for me, it was sort of like, okay, well, this isn't as good, but is it like those, if you looked at like the other shows that were on TV at the time, it still probably wasn't much worse than what else was on, you know? It's just not as good as it had been, but like it was still better than an episode of like Home Improvement or <laughs> that '80s show or something. You know what I mean? Like those were your other options. It uh, uh, it definitely gets overshadowed by its own competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, exactly. Like if you're comparing it to itself, obviously those those like prime years are like just lights out it's better than anything so uh it's a victim of its own success kind of you know yeah and in the fact that it has so many progenitors like family guy like south park sure. that, that owe their entire genesis to the fact that the simpsons was successful and yeah they start doing what the simpsons begins to try to do much mm-hmm. better because they're their own identity. They have their own yeah. identity as a show. And The Simpsons, it's interesting you say that you stop, you, you started petered out around 12 and 13 because that's when they bring in Al Jean to try and write the ship, yeah. as it were. Yeah. Because of the Mike Scully years, um, everyone was like, well, well, well most people were like, well, it's the, the Tobacco episodes in the Mike Scully years. And, and it's like, oh, well, like maybe they'll turn it around. And usually when they want to turn a show around, you bring in a new showrunner. And why not one who was showrunner during one of your great golden seasons? Yeah. yeah. Makes a lot of sense. It really does. Now, you, uh, I mentioned this to Greg, but uh, off air, you are currently doing a uh, Simpsons bracket uh, yeah. on Facebook, uh, the best episode ever. Uh, yeah. So, without like, you know, possibly spoiling uh, results, uh, mm-hmm. you know. Do you have a favorite episode? Like, do yeah. You, do you have one that you claim as your top one of all time? So again, this is one of those like, I I, I have one that I came up with for knowing that that you might ask me that. <laughs> so, uh, but but I wouldn't don't like etch this in stone because I, yeah. you know, it can change. Yes, I know a lot of yeah, people are more yeah. fluid with it. Yeah, sure, sure. And like Biobies, like if someone has one, that's great. Um, I, and I, I'm like a very uh, listicle kind of a person. I love, you know, every year I'm doing like my top 10 movies and this and that. Like I, I'm all into that. Obviously, like these brackets and stuff, you know, it's, 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 I love doing that. And with Simpsons, I really think like, it's hard. Like I, like, there's probably a 20 way tie of episodes that I could really <laughs> make a case for, really. Like, yeah. But the one I'm going to say today is I'm going to go with, uh, Homer's Barbershop Quartet. Nice. That's a great episode. I just watched that again. Yeah. <laughs> just because, you know, Disney Plus, play Russian Roulette with, yeah, yeah. with it's, the Simpsons. It's, Disney it's Plus so... and Roulette. There yeah. That's a, that's the new game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That so that's, that's gotta be there's gotta be a generator out there somewhere, right? Like random probably. Yeah. Like you like a generator that's like random Simpsons episode, bing, shows it up and then you play it on Disney Plus. If it doesn't exist, do it, internet. <laughs> Start programming it. Do Someone... it now. I'm sure it doesn't take very long. <laughs> I gotta admit that idea. <laughs> um 
yeah, Homer's Barbershop Quartet. I don't know if uh, if anyone else we've had on has ever mentioned that as a favorite, uh, but that's a good choice. Like that's a that's a classic. It's uh, opener of season five, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's like all the Beatles references. I love. Like it's got a lot of I, flashback episodes. Automatically, those are always great, right? Like any, it's such a good like way to tell the story because it's like Homer telling the kids, and then you have this sort of interstitials with them in present day flashing back. It's also like because of the nature of animation, like they can't make super like topical references usually uh, because it takes so long to produce that. But when they do a flashback, they can make a lot of references to the time that the episode was set in. So there's like all these gags about like mid 80s culture and stuff that's like, you know, it's really funny. They reference reference him and runners. (laughs) You haven't heard the last of them. Exactly. Yes. Classic. Uh, I just pictured the the shot of Marge walking away from the car, oh, and Homer like, "Well, your mom's going to get." Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's so sort of funny. Like this beast plot that's kind of happening around the story about the band, um, and uh, you know, like, yeah, it just it works so well. I find, and like the 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 gag where you know they go. It's Barney and and his like Yoko Ono type of girlfriend. They go to Moe's and Barney orders a duff and she orders <laughs> a, a plum floating Single plum in a man's, floating in perfume served, in a, in, a served in a man's hat. And then Moe just grabs a duff and a hat <laughs> with perfume and a plum. There you go. I just had. It's like if someone you needed to like show an alien like oh what's what's a Simpsons job? It'd be yeah. like ah that's pretty good example of about when that show is working it's like if that doesn't tickle you <laughs> this isn't going to be for you and if you get why that's funny then just like oh you're gonna this is gonna be a good show to watch you know <laughs> oh that's that, great that's a that's a excellent breakdown of that joke thank you <laughs> thank you so much for that i love it um well should we start talking about the episode absolutely sure. all right we are here to talk about the Principal and the Popper, the second episode of season nine, written by Ken Keeler, directed by Stephen Dean Moore, and original air date September 28th, 1997. And Greg? Yeah. What do you think about this episode? <laughs> uh, this episode is uh, this episode is really good until it's not. <laughs> sure. Um, I I think uh, I think it has I think it has um I think the first act is is actually really really great. I I really enjoy it. I love seeing Skinner being so proud of himself and so pleased with himself with uh, how well his school is looking and the the rod up that man's butt must have a rod up its butt all of that. Great. Everything the silhouette night with Agnes. Great. Um and even when uh, that man is the real Seymour Skinner, the, the the opening act ends on a really great button of a joke, which is Homer's like just act move towards like, the cake, like act what you know it's like what, like you know what's going on and move towards the cake. Yeah, and then it gets worse in the, <laughs> in the second uh-huh. act. Um, and then the third act, I actually think it gets better again when they go and like they when you see Skinner in his in in Armin mode. I think that's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Then the actual ending of the episode is terrible. Yeah. Okay. The, the, the I was reset. Yeah. So nervous you were gonna try to defend that. I was like, oh, no, I, no. I, I went I in. <laughs> I went into this. I went into this as um, 
as I'm sure, like you, you probably, you, I don't know if you've listened to us at all, but I just, yeah, I, I, I listened to your most recent episode before we did. Fantastic. That's a good way to get acquainted yes. with season nine and the way this is going to work. <laughs> yeah. yeah, um, yeah. A- Alan and I, <laughs> Like, I come down as season nine is good. I think it's actually a pretty good season. I think I, I like a lot of what it does. I like a lot of the absurd angles that it takes. Sure. Um, but this, the the ending of this is so bad. <laughs> it's it's so mean and it's so unfunny. And it's, after all we've seen come before it, it just, it, the, the whole episode feels completely unnecessary. Yeah, well, yeah, like how, how do we want to break this down? Like, is this like open forum or do you guys want to like open forum go man, beat yeah. by beat? Okay. Cause like the thing is like, I think, cause you're right. It's a really bad ending and, and it's kind of like, obviously considered by a lot of Simpsons people. Like that's the show, the jump the shark moment. Right. Um, and I mean, the definition I understand jump the shark to be is that the show is never good after that. And I do think there's some, pretty good episodes that like came after this one but i do think it's like a sign of real trouble because just there's no episode before this one that i think is as bad as this or at least as like lazy as that is like just Mm -hmm. that they wrote themselves into a quarter and just every episode could end like that like they do so much crazy shit on that show. The 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 barbershop quartet we just talked about, right? Like the, there's like that that thing at the end where Lisa's like, "Hey, uh, yeah, how come like where how what happened?" And, and he's sort of like, "Oh, that's a story for another day." And then they do the the thing <laughs> on. How come we haven't heard of this before? Yeah, and it's like they they draw attention to it, but they don't just immediately like undo everything. Oh, it was all a dream, basically. Like just one of those shit endings. The way that they do in the the principle of the popper, where they just totally revoke the entire thing, and then it feels like not only does nothing we just watched in that previous twenty two minutes matter, but does anything in this entire show matter? Like, if you're not going to care about your show, why should I? Like, yeah, it, it, I think I, it's insulting it how is. bad that ending is. It is. Yeah, it's... I think that the the key thing that I kind of took from this viewing uh, was that. I can tell they were trying to do that, you know, obviously that continuity uh, reset thing that they do sure. in a lot of episodes, right? And yeah. that's that's the thing, again, like you said, in Barbershop Quartet, there's other ones uh, where, like Homer Loves Flanders, um, where it's right. like, you know, things are reset and we get that that's like the, the TV conceit. We understand that's how TV works and we're okay with having meta commentary poking fun at it. The problem with this one is that it's such a, like, enormous, uh, quote-unquote, revelation Mm-hmm. Uh, about the character of Skinner that we've known for for nine years now, uh, that it's it's really like you said, insulting to be like, no one ever mentioned this again. I think I'd be more forgiving of the episode if they did the whole, uh, like, sorry, uh, real Seymour, you need to leave, like, not send him away on a fucking train, but like, yeah, whatever. Like, maybe he realizes, like, I don't, I don't belong here. I need to go where I feel like I'm welcome. And they're like, well. Uh, Armin, do you yeah. want to just change your legally change your name to Seymour Skinner? And he's like, okay. And then they do, but they don't do like we'll never talk of this again. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's okay to reset in that sense, but by saying by specifically saying let's never speak of this again by penalty of torture, which is a funny line. Uh, it's 
it's just it's yeah it's annoying it's it's just like i i get an icky feeling at the end of the episode rather than like a like a, oh that's funny that that's how tv works feeling, i just which feel is like they could have written so many episodes that way they they could have done that that thing and they always would there was like an integrity of like no we're not doing that we're not that shitty we're not that lazy just like how much they clearly cared about the show and that one just felt like a oh this is just so not what you guys were doing before like this is this wouldn't have flown in season six this wouldn't have flown in season six like you just you would never see that happen and and it just really does mark a thing of like everything kind of around then is and, and season nine is definitely the fulcrum of kind of you guys are right in the middle of what's true right like it's not a good season it's not a bad season it's like the where things start because because what's happened i think it's in nine is like you've you've gone on a run of like seasons four through eight are at least like nine out of ten good if not tens and then season nine is probably like a seven Overall, yeah. not a terrible season of TV. It's just, just comparatively, sort of like a, yeah. exactly. <laughs> like it would be like if like the last like Lord of the Rings movie was just like kind of average. You're like what? It, so it just totally feels so crazy. Like if we had a season come out now that's as good as season nine, it'd be like whoa, The Simpsons is back. Yeah. Whoa, <laughs> but because it came on the heels of that insane run, you know, where they basically just firing like like 100 mile fastballs every like the rare miss in those years and years of the show probably like a hundred almost a hundred consecutive good episodes and then now it's like oh like one in every three is kind of weak and some of the good ones aren't that good and like there's nothing in season nine that i i think you could argue is like your best episode ever, right? Like if someone's favorite episode was season nine, that's a little suspect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially Greg, for me. no. <laughs> is your favorite episode season nine? Is like, my, if it is. Is my favorite episode in season nine? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> no. So that's like, yeah. Like no. do you have one in like would you say that do you have an episode from season nine that's in your top ten even? Uh maybe. Yeah, it, there might be. Um, there, there actually, there actually might be. Um, and if it's anything, it'll be. It would be the city of New York versus Homer Simpson. I love that episode. Um, yeah, I mean, I listened to your guys' episode on that. It's like that one's not bad. Like, but I mean, it's not. I I think Alan, you know, was able to point out some flaws in it, and it's, it's just, just a fe- it, it was a feeling more than anything like yeah that's but that's kind of what i was getting at with i know one. what you guys are saying about how like it was supposed to be the end of season eight and all that stuff so it is weird but it just it did really like it just felt different and yeah. like those the nine onward it has a different vibe to it it definitely uh, does it, it, yeah with, without a doubt nine has a has a very different vibe that i kind of gel with um yeah kind of it, it kind of speaks to me on an absurdist level um, um sure. there are there are a few episodes in there that i just the 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 conceit behind them are are just things that i really get behind um some of it um admittedly is a nostalgic bent because i probably saw season nine a lot 
like a, a lot on syndication. Um, yeah, yeah. And no, and and I remember like kind of around that time was like when I would see them like when they were brand new coming out. Like I would actually see them on their first airing. At, at, like probably season eight, I think, is when I started like religiously watching it. Like Sunday night, whatever it was, like appointment television. Yeah. And then so like I yeah like those nine is good like it's not bad like if if <laughs> if you had to sit down and watch most of them i think you'd have a decent time uh but but it's just it is definitely like the first sign of trouble right where it's like this oh, is this a, is like this one's a huge sign of trouble this is this, this episode <laughs> this, this episode's is, wild and like exactly the fact that it's episode two and yeah. it's and it's oakley and weinstein yeah and it's it is it's kind of wild how bad this episode is if this uh, was like the 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 last episode of the season or like the season premiere of 10 you could probably just go like oh let's take this principle of the popper onward and just throw it all away right yeah. like it, it, like there's those few nuggets in 9 that are peppered in there that kind of like okay these are all right it's and this episode's that, it's this episode's positioning in 9 that throws yeah. me completely it is it's weird because because like you know you're gonna like what's the next episode after this the next episode i got uh, it right here uh it is lisa's, lisa's sax yeah. that's a yeah, great that's episode a great one. yeah that's yeah. a really good that's like another good flashback one like all yep. the stuff i was saying about barbershop like good ep- like that's a really like that's like a an a minus episode at least a b plus right well and it's weird too because a lot of well, maybe not a lot but i think the past couple seasons started with the halloween episode yeah um, yeah and then this one, you've got four, or sorry, three episodes before the treehouse. Um, yeah. And then right after that is the Cartridge Family, which is maybe my least favorite episode. Uh, That's really? a, that that one that one might be um, that one might be my favorite act one of the season. Sure. I think it's so funny, but it's such a horrible badger plot. Well, but I don't want to step on so future funny. episodes because yeah. I know you guys are going <laughs> to have to talk about that. But yeah, <laughs> uh, I just kind of like we're just kind of trying to unpack this season nine thing here, and yeah. it is baffling that that this is episode two of a of an overall not terrible season, but it, like this is just such like a a weird zag like for the show to two, and uh, I don't know. It just it it really. Again, if you, the episode itself, like we're really just talking about like this like headier kind of thing with it, but it's like the episode itself has like a couple of laughs. Like it's not terrible. Like no, if you just kind of like rating the the comedy of it and stuff, it's, it's not. It's, it's funny. I think Martin Sheen's performance is great. I uh, I think he's actually doing a voice, which is really really fun. I like the I I I, I like how he plays. Uh, the real Sergeant Seymour Skinner as, as we get to know a little bit, just not much, but a little bit about him. Yeah. Um, I think Agnes is great. Yeah. Yeah. Actually that's like, that's definitely, I watched it last night and that was definitely the takeaway. It's like, Oh, Agnes is actually pretty cool in this. Like I like the way she sort of has, you know, she's a very like tertiary character. So to sort of give us like a sense of like where she's at and how she's, kind of wired and stuff that that you know she can kind of boss people around and has this like clear just like authoritative energy about her it's like oh that's that's fun like 
I just think that it it doesn't jibe with with her, you know, real biological son or whatever. It's like, oh, I need a I need a pushover. It's like, <laughs> let's go, let's go get for all Carmen. the for all the damage this episode does to Seymour mm. Skinner. I think Agnes actually gets some really needed and really um, heartwarming characterizations in a few of the scenes. Specifically sure. when um, she says, you must be him, you look different somehow, and then she's like, third door on the left. Like, it's, yeah, I, I think that's... She's I making actually, the choice. She's making the choice. I think that's yeah. nice. And then she's she also has the a dagger, a dagger through my heart, <laughs> which is very funny. And yep. then she's like, I know what I want. I want this man. I, I think her monologue about how she was, how Se- how Armin, sorry, has been her son longer than Seymour has. Yeah. Is, is very nice. And why I think. It's uh, super weird. It's super weird. But at the same time, it's, it's a nice moment between a mother and a son that. I think actually points out a fundamental flaw of this episode. And it's that it's just the whole, it's the, it's, it's the entire idea. The entire idea is a bad idea. Yeah. I think that's, that's the thing is like, like if you're kind of going like the ending is really shitty and we agree on that. Um, I don't know that there's a version of, if, if you were pitching this idea of like, Oh, we should have, um, you know, this, plot centered around Skinner being an imposter and and blah blah blah. I, I I don't know that there's like a way to make that really work. Like maybe well, one here's, of the, like, here's my thought because uh Skinner is my my favorite character in the show. Uh which is why this episode is especially egregious for me. No kidding. Um, but uh my thought is the the biggest issue with it is a the fact that he has a mother that makes it like just like I, I I agree with you, Greg, that there's some like nice moments for Agnes in in the in the episode yeah. due to this plot. Uh, but just when you start thinking about it, it makes it really icky and weird yep. that like she's just accepted a new person as her son, and then like once her real son comes back, is just like get the fuck out of here. Um, yeah, like that makes it weird. If there was no like if it was just him living alone, like like living a single life the the plot could work better in terms of like i just took over someone else's life look at your don draper in mad men right uh however it was like mo or something right yeah sure (laughs) just like just a character that is yeah a character that doesn't really have any specific family that we've seen at least yeah um but the other thing is that i don't like the idea that he was a completely different person before coming back like i i i don't mind the idea of taking on like the whole imposter taking on someone else's identity thing but the fact that he also like became a new kind of person, allegedly, like he's like, oh, I used to be like a street tough and I used to be a no good Nick and that kind of thing. And we don't really see that. So I don't know if that's just him putting on airs. And there's some argument to be made about that, that he was always a wiener. But I like it better if he was just a wiener in the in the army and then decided to come back and he was still a wiener, but he just took on a new name. And then the, yeah, the yeah. real guy came, comes back. That could be an interesting plot. But but the fact that they essentially... Uh, railroad Skinner's character by doing this is just so baffling and so annoying to me because Oakley and Weinstein also did Sweet Seymour Skinner's Badass Song, which is one of my favorite episodes of season five, where they actually dive into like Seymour as a character. And I love that. I love like seeing him searching for laundry detergent. I love like, like all that stuff is like really cool. Like, oh, you get to know who this guy is. And this episode like erases that, which is weird because it's the same uh, guy is doing this episode. And there's, it's just, it's sad to see. <laughs> there's there's a way 
I was watching when I was watching the first act. I thought there's a way that this episode is 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 actually great, and it's if you do something like Sweet Seymour Skinner's badass song. Um, I don't think an imposter plot in a show where we've known these nine where, where we've known these characters for nine seasons is ever gonna work. I think yeah. it's always going to feel like you've been betrayed for nine years. So yeah. what I wanted to see was more of the 20 years of Seymour Skinner. Like they, the, the celebration of Seymour Skinner, I thought was a right. really good, uh, really good way to see who he was. And maybe he was a no good Nick as a, <clears throat> as a youth, right? He joins sure. the army. He learns responsibility. He becomes a wiener comes home his and he and he's he like we can see a journey of skinner in 20 minutes of his past which we've only hinted at before really we know that he served in the army we know that it was vietnam but we've never been able to see what his life was like and skinner is one of the very few tertiary simpsons characters that can easily carry an episode yep yeah and so by making it an imposter, it's just such a, it, it's a dagger. It's a dagger through my heart. Yeah. But again, like it's, for me, it's less about the, uh, the imposter. Like, I guess I'm saying if it was an imposter story, just taking on a new name makes sense to me as a, as a plot, right? He doesn't change his character at all. He just is like, uh, cause that's, I mean, you know, spoilers for Mad Men, but that's like the idea with Don Draper, right? Is that he just didn't like who Dick Dick Whitman was. So when Who's he sees that he has his... <laughs> that's his real name. What? <laughs> I told you spoilers for Mad Men. You should close oh, yours. Um, it's in the first season. It's in like episode three. They, <laughs> they hint at say. it. Like it's, it's pretty early. Uh, but that's, it's a whole... That's I, I mean, I and people say they got that idea for Mad Men from this episode. So I was going to bring it up in the reference desk anyway. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he, he, does, he just doesn't like the way his life currently is. Like he has like... He's like impoverished and all this kind of thing. So he's like, I'll take on a new name as like a fresh start. But he doesn't change fundamentally who he is. He just He just takes on a new name so he can like hopefully get some kind of traction from that and so i can understand that being a plot thing for seymour even though i like i mean seymour skinner is just such a perfect name for him uh so like it doesn't fit with martin sheen's character in my opinion um no so it's just i can see them doing that and me not being as upset it's the fact that they try and like make his character a completely different thing prior to the war do you feel like they the 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 real flaw there too is like i felt like a real half measure like, cause, cause they say like the whole thing is like, oh, I was just like, no good Nick, blah, blah, blah. And that, you know, I, and then he came back and then he's, but it's like, when we see him in flashback, he's still kind of just a wiener doing bad things, but he's not, you don't get the impression that he's bad. Like he still has the same, you know, kind of corny uptight voice that he's clearly like, you know, when, even when he's like, like drives away, like up yours children, like the joke. They're trying to cheat it both ways and like get a joke out of like a wiener trying to sound tough, but they're also trying to say that he was tough. And it's like he, yeah, you can't have it both ways. It's a real shitty like half measure, I think. I th- yeah, like, I, I if they saying, wanted yeah. to make him a bad guy when he was younger, like really go for it, lean but into it. Like, yeah, yeah, but they kind of it felt like they they were like sort of one foot in each door or whatever. It was like, oh, you kind of it's like a very weak decision, right? Like just like go hard yeah. on one or the other. I, I think you're right. Like if they wanted to just keep him sort of the way he was and then he just assumes um, 
the the other guy's identity fine or if you want to have him do like a real 180 then that's like an interesting thing it's it's probably not as good like for the series but for like the individual episode it'd be more interesting but the way that it is like you kind of go well he's he changes like 30 degrees like it's just not enough yeah. <laughs> of a of a pivot to be like oh i okay he's got like a new name and i guess he's, a new mother <laughs> yeah like in the way that he immediately just takes orders from from his mom and stuff it's like well but wasn't he like like this really like you know disobedient guy before and now he's immediately just a doormat for this lady and there's no real explanation like Yep. I don't yeah, know. he just falls into it a bit too quickly. Yeah. Yeah. None of it tracks. Just, uh, None of it tracks. No, it, they don't even try. No. <laughs> it's it's no, the I, laziness that you see in the end. It's it is peppered in there throughout. Oh, for the, sure. I, and I, then they just completely give up at the end. It's not it's not like twenty minutes of a perfect show and then one bad minute. Like yeah. there's <laughs> it's it's a, overall I think a pretty weak episode. Yep. Like again, there's a couple of jokes that work okay. There's a couple of sight gags and stuff, but like Eh, like even if it ended stronger i i don't think it would be one that you would consider a good episode it, it wouldn't be like the the jump the shark one or whatever it wouldn't be like you know a vitriol kind of thing but i don't think there's anything in there that's particularly like stands out as like a strong moment I don't know yeah. about you guys, but there wasn't like the the bit in the the quickie mart where like he doesn't know who Flanders is. Like, oh, that's kind of funny. Like, <laughs> funny, yeah. there's sort of like commenting Who's on like, Flanders? oh, why would yeah, why like that's not a character that interacts with this character. Like, oh, it's... yeah, I like that. I like that moment a lot actually. Where it's just like, yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, it's like it's Ned. Like Fl- a... He's like, who's Ned Flanders? <laughs> and you're like, yeah, yeah that makes it's... sense. Why the hell would Skinner know who Ned is? Yeah, like the um, bit in the car with Grandpa, like trying to hit on Agnes or whatever, and then he falls. <laughs> that's funny, but like, the, it's not like driven by the story or the plot at all. It's just you could have that moment in any episode. It would, you know, it doesn't really need to exist here. There's a moment so famously... that I do like. There's a yeah. moment that I do like, and it's and it and it can only really happen in this episode. It's it's when he goes to see Edna on his way out of town. That whole thing, that whole scene, I like it a lot because she's like, "I don't care who you are," um, and he says, "That's the kind of thing that makes me want to marry you." Instead, I'm leaving town forever. <laughs> I think that's. Yeah. I think it's funny. I think I think she's very heartbroken and sweet. Um, I think Edna is great in this episode as well. Um, yeah, I would have liked to see more of her. Me too. Her actually, yeah, yeah. I kind of, I kind of bump on that because, like, I get what you're saying, but it's like when he goes to see her and the whole like, oh, I want to marry you, and but I'm leaving. It's like that doesn't feel like the kind of conversation that those two would have. Like that didn't feel natural to me. Of like, she doesn't strike me as the like put a ring on it kind of a girl, and he doesn't strike me as the afraid to commit kind of a guy. Like it seemed like a weird. That's you know true. I, mean? like, I, those, I see what you're saying. Like a, yeah, it's like a weird, a uh, yeah, it's a weird switch between uh, between them because yeah, I mean Seymour has been traditionally very quick to want to marry people, uh, Patty specifically back sure, in season yeah. three. Um, but uh, I think I think it works here because he's in this kind of crisis of faith moment, and so he's not saying he right. do, like he you know he, he's basically saying like yeah, normally I would love to marry you right now, but. Things are weird, so I gotta go. So I think it it's works just, with where his character's at, but I, I do that, see what you're saying. That she's like that that 
Krabappel is like so into that. Do you know what I mean? Where she's like, oh, I've been waiting my whole life for this question. It's like, oh, that's not really her vibe. I don't know. Like, it's yeah. It's not, I, I don't. It's not bad or anything. I'm not trying to like say it's awful, but it just again, it's just it, all of this feels like unfamiliar to the characters. Like, like everyone's sort of acting a little a little off everything's and like the wrong only... everything is definitely <laughs> wrong yeah it's just it's a bit of like well oh, this would be like a halloween episode like you should do this in like a seven minute segment and it's not canonical uh, canonical and it's sort of like well what if uh, he was an imposter and what and then you bail out like that the, honestly that you probably have is a, a better like seven minutes if you didn't stretch it out yeah, so uh, on that note, actually, uh, the uh, writers and Oakley and Weinstein all uh, have defended the episode, and they've actually said that the episode was kind of consi- like intended to be kind of a non-canonical uh, episode, which they don't lean into, obviously, and like no one thinks that, so like they've made a mistake there. But I also want to read what Ken Keeler, uh, the writer, uh, said about the episode. Uh, this episode is about a community of people who like things just the way they are. Skinner's not really close to these people, you know, he's a minor character, but they get upset when someone comes in and says, this is not really the way things are, and they run the messenger out of town on the rail. When the episode aired, lo and behold, a community of people who like things just the way they are got mad. It never seems to have occurred to anyone that this episode is about the people who hate it. And I think that's a really funny, uh, like, almost retcon of... (laughs) The yeah. episode uh intentions and i i mean it's entirely i don't want to like deride ken keeler i don't know him obviously and maybe he's being completely sincere and honest and that was his intention i will just say if that was your intention it just it it missed the mark you know uh like because it didn't feel like oh i hate that they're doing this to this episode and that's uh i'm the one that they're making fun of like that's not how it felt at all and it still doesn't feel to this day i agree like i think I think the Simpsons people have gotten really good at kind of because like there's a lot of neck beardy like I mean we're three white dudes in their 30s <laughs> talking about a 23 year old show like yeah. <laughs> it's like they're not wrong like it's a bunch of nerds who obsess over whatever and like the way that everyone is so like religious about like this Homer can't do that Marge would never say that whatever like we hold it to a really high standard uh but it's it's like the reason that we do that is because you you held it to such a high standard, and to see episodes like this where it's like the joke is that you're stupid. It's like, well, if that is if that was your intention, I still think that's kind of shitty. You know, if yeah. your point like okay, like I, I I get it, but it's like especially at that point where it's like the show is still pretty popular and well liked. This isn't like now where you could kind of get into this meta internet commenty bullshit it's like it seemed like a weird place to to make that like decision you know if that was like what you were inciting and they also like uh they like they said they were kind of treating it as an experiment and kind of like simpson spinoff showcase or like those kind of episodes you know where they're not halloween episodes which we all know are non-canonical and like are in their own thing but they they were wanting to treat this one that way as well and um Again, I think they just needed something to make it clear that's what they were doing. And maybe, who knows, maybe I'd actually really like this episode if I, if it was like very clear, this is not canon, this is like a what if scenario, you know, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like maybe I'd really like it. And I'd be like, oh, it's really funny. And it's like, you know, uh, f- fucking, what's his name? Uh, Wiggum and Wiggum PI, uh, you know, like I really yeah. like that one. Um, 
And I never think that that's ruining Skinner's character or Wiggum's character, you know? And like, I don't know. They'd be able to lean into all of it a lot more. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. You'd be able to have a lot more fun with it. I also wanted to read this uh, uh, infamous quote from uh, famous curmudgeon Harry Shearer. Oh, yes. The voice of Principal Skinner. Very good. Um, So this is this is what he said after he after he read the script. Uh, That's so wrong. You're taking something that an audience has built eight years or nine years of investment in and just toss it in the trash can for no good reason for a story we've done before with other characters. It's so arbitrary and gratuitous and it's disrespectful to the audience. Uh, And then later on, he also like after the episode aired, he also said uh, the writers refuse to talk about it. They realize it was a horrible mistake. They never mention (laughs) it. It's like they're punishing the audience for paying attention. Uh, which I love because I mean, obviously, I agree with him, but also because Harry Shearer is infamously so grumpy and like angry at the writers all the time. So. By penalty of torture, we can't yeah. talk about that episode. That's right. But then they do. There's an episode uh, later, like quite a while later on, where Lisa Snowball uh, she gets seven. like a, yeah, she gets she gets a new cat. She names him Snowball too. And then Principal Skinner's like, oh, like you shouldn't just name your cat Snowball too, whatever. He says, isn't that cheating? Right. And he's like, and she goes, I would think uh, so I don't too. know, Principal Tamzarian. And he goes, all right, moving along. And he, and he leaves. Right. Yeah. And I remember watching that and being like, all right, Lisa needs to be tortured. Like, <laughs> that's canon. She needs to be penalty yeah. by torture. So anyway, yeah. uh, do we want to talk about, let's talk about the real Seymour Skinner for a moment. Okay. Um, mm. Because I did want to say one thing I like about the episode, not necessarily, like, I like that they took this approach in the episode. That they didn't, because they could have easily made the real Seymour Skinner like a piece of shit, like who's like mean and like you know, uh, I don't know. Like they could have just made him a, a clear villain, right? And what I like is that their approach was more. He's just he's just kind of kind of a dud. Like he's just kind of boring. Like he's not anything interesting. He's just like yeah, whatever. We don't like you just because we're not used to you. Um, and I like that approach. I, I do appreciate that they didn't just make him a straight up villain. Because then it'd be all too easy to just be like, uh, get him out of here and put him on a train. <laughs> um, of course, on the flip side, that would make that ending feel less mean <laughs> and cruel. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I do. I do like that they they just made him kind of off um, as their as for for them for what their purpose with the episode was. I think that worked better than making him an asshole. It's it's difficult for me to. Like, I've been praising as much as I can about this episode because I do like coming out of season nine positively. Also, this isn't an episode that I'll skip on another season nine watch. I'll watch it again. I think it's fascinating. There's some, there's some, there's some moments in this episode that I think are very funny. And so uh, that's often what will drive me to watch an episode. Yeah. And, and honestly, um, I think some of the some of the good things, some of the best things about this episode is in the fact that they, yeah, they they didn't do the easy way out and make him a villain. Um, they they allow him to have a few funny moments, but he's mostly mostly just a dud. Yeah, I love your description of that. Yeah, he's yeah. he's <laughs> he like it, it and it's and it's completely clear with the way he says like it's kind of a funny story. <laughs> and then he proceeds to tell about his long internment in a slave labor camp. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that wasn't funny at all. I guess he had to be there. Like that's, that's, yeah. it, it's a, it's a great little writing moment that sums up his personality to a T. Yeah. And or at the, least, uh, are at you least, asking me out? 
Yeah, that's very good. At at least he at least the the show is still efficient in their storytelling. Yeah. At, at this point um in a like in a way that this like this this episode doesn't have a badger plot. It's mm-hmm. it's pretty tight. It doesn't it doesn't have yeah. It, it it's just the story sucks. Yeah. yeah. Well, like to, it it's weird and like uh, yeah, again, like the, it, it's it's so flawed from its inception that it's hard to even really like because I think I'm, I'm kind of critical of the way like I, if they wanted to make him, as you're saying, like a dud and he's just kind of milk toast and they don't like him, that's fine. It was just kind of because it's such like a big story to tell and there's like a lot of parts to it. It, it all goes fairly quickly through it and then it's just sort of like like i re-watching it, it's like oh, i remember this him being like as this awful principal or like and it's like oh they don't really like there's like one scene with him sort of brushing off agnes and there's one scene of him just being like kind of a hard ass but not even <laughs> really that like like it, I, I just think it would have been more interesting if he was a a more different type of guy than than the skinner we know uh, of, that's true like because yeah. why do they love the other guys so much because even have that scene at the at the grocery store where they're like oh like like he's a weenie but not our weenie and it's like <laughs> uh, okay yeah. like i don't know it just seemed like i mean again weird... i think this this comes back to what the writers said they were intending which again i think is the miss the major misstep right is that they yeah. they were leaning into the idea of people just don't like change so that's why i think they felt they needed to make him similar enough to to our skinner uh to be like it's not that we like cert like certain things yeah. about him it's that we'd like the one that we know you know and yeah. like so like that's their approach and again like i don't think that was the right approach but that's why he's like that well the thing that they're i think maybe it and I, you know it's not an attack on the writer or the writers or anything like that like it, it like because i i looked at at that guy's imdb and like he's written some good episodes of the simpsons so it's yeah. not you know, I get that it's like a staff room and everything, so it's not going to be like one guy, like I'm going to fuck up the show forever. <laughs> uh, but but it is like, it's kind of just like the the thing that didn't the changing of Seymour Skitter to Armin Tanzarian and that whole like that's not the thing that changed in that episode is is the lazy ending. It's like that's what's different from this. From everything before like you guys never did that before i don't like how many crazy things we watched in that show leading up to that even in like canonical episodes where it's like burns is getting shot and maggie did it. like there's really stupid wild out there things but they never just took that like like ripcord strategy to get out of a of a you've written yourself into a corner and now you're just going to totally bail on your own premise. Like it, you know, and that's, I think where for me anyways, and I assume most of the people who, who feel like this is like a really like pivotal moment in the show turning kind of bad is just like, Oh, you, what changed is the people writing the show or the whatever that, that was okay with them just, 
giving up on its own plot. Like that just didn't seem like a thing they would have done before, no matter what the subject was. It's just the way they handled it in the end that I think really leaves you with a, a bad taste in your mouth. The stuff leading up to it is, you know, up and down. It's not, again, I don't think it's a particularly strong episode otherwise, but like you guys say, it's got some moments. It's not terrible. It's watchable, but it's just that, that taste that leaves in your mouth of like, uh Oh, like we're in trouble. Like if that's the, the stuff they're, they're saying is okay. If that's the caliber of, of writing that they're going to uh, hold themselves to, then this is going to fall off. And, you know, the show is at that point had been on for nine years. Like, you know, it seems like it's still early in its run because it's been on so goddamn long, but like how many shows are good past eight years? Not many. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, they just kind of say, okay, we're running out of ideas. Here's a crazy one. Skinner is an imposter, blah, 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 blah. What do we do? I don't know. This is this. There we go. And like, yeah, okay. That's just a sign of a show that's sort of starting to run thin on ideas. And it's just happened to gone on 20 plus more years for no reason. If this, like, the, the craziest thing whenever I think about The Simpsons as a whole is that if it stopped at 10, mm-hmm. it would still be considered one of the most successful shows of all time. Oh, for sure. Even if it stopped at 10. Now it's like it's unquestionably the the longest running most successful show of of all time. But even if it stopped at 10, we you would still be you you would still be thinking about it. That's just how strong those initial years were. Do, do you think its legacy would be better if it stopped at 10? Oh, unquestionably. Cuz I think I <laughs> yeah. think you can make that argument where it's like kind of weird that like I don't I don't know. Like if you were pitching it to like a 16-year-old kid to watch now or something and they're like, "Oh yeah, I saw that show last week. It sucks." They're like, "Oh no, no, no. like you got to watch this episode from 25 years ago. That's the good stuff." And it'd be like, "Whoa, that's weird." You know what I mean? Like it's this weird place where it's at. It's a it's it's an utterly strange thing and I think we've actually spoken about it before, but if The Simpsons 10th season has like the label the 10th and final season on it, um sure then i think the show is like unquestionably not not just one of the most successful shows of all time but one of the greatest shows of all time hands down I think t- no I mean, asterisk I think too, yeah i think too like if they if they were going into season 10 knowing it was their final season the episodes would be vastly different mm. and so maybe maybe for the worse maybe for the better i don't know you know what i mean but like i feel like they like season 10 you watch that and you're just like yep they're just doing more of more more of it <laughs> like you right. know it's not wacky there's no shit. yeah there's yeah. no no clear feeling of finality and i think they and it's it's honestly something kind of that i think about often where i'm like man it's really sad we're never gonna get like a nice series finale to this show <laughs> like mm. you know like hard, hard to believe right yeah hard like th- i feel like they're not gonna end it until one of the voice actors dies one of the main voice actors dies and then you're gonna it's gonna be either like a a uh, an attempt to try and like finalize it using maybe some archival i don't know Ugh. i don't know how they're gonna do it but it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be ghoulish. really really rough it's, yeah. gonna, be, it's, it's gonna be grotesque ghoulish. yeah yeah because yeah. <laughs> so, it's disney so that's now. why i'm like if they if they just yeah. would ju- you know and uh, again like I, <laughs> i'm i'm someone who's a big fan of like nice round numbers so i'm always like uh season 30 sounds like a good season to end like yeah. on, guys you know but they're like nope we're in 31 now here we go I know. I thought I thought thirty might be it too. I remember being like, "Oh, that that could be it, right?" It's nice round to, number. That's no, it's like very few I, other shows get to thirty seasons. Come on, it's any. Yeah. I don't know if any have <laughs> aside from like <laughs> you know like, things like Jeopardy and shit. But yeah, yeah. I, like I don't. 
I mean, the good thing is, is that because it kind of falls apart, you know, say season 10 is like the last, like really like watchable season, even if it's not great, it's like fine. And then after that, it's just pretty much like, there's nothing there that you really would ever need to watch again. There's nothing I'd miss if it was removed from, from my life. And it's just sort of like, it's easy in a way, especially with like how long it's been bad to just sort of ignore everything after and just really focus on what was good about it. And it's it's a weird thing for sure. If you're trying to say like, Oh, what's your favorite show of all time? And it's like, if you name the Simpsons, like, well, you're saying a show that's like at least like two thirds of its run has been really bad. It's like, yeah, but the, the highs were so high and it's not hard to like parse them out. It's not like, Oh, season 14 was terrible, but 17 was good. And then it was up. At, it was consistently good for a chunk of time. And then it was consistently bad, you know? Yeah. And there's those two, maybe two years of kind of transition, right? Where I think nine probably being the first of like, oh, this is more good than bad, but still some bad. And then 10 kind of being like, maybe like right in the middle of that of like, uh, it's like about half good. I got to go then, on record saying, I think 10's a fucking dumpster fire. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd have to look at the episode. I definitely, I definitely appreciate your, your, your analogy. And I definitely think it holds um, just that to me personally, 10 is 10 is so bad. It's like the drop off between nine and 10 is, crazy but do you think do you think that's a steeper drop off than eight and nine yes oh I see do. i think i think i think eight to nine is like the biggest drop the show sees because i think eight if someone told me their favorite season was eight i wouldn't even question that there's like really good episodes in eight is that your favorite alan i think so yeah it's got my favorite yeah. episode you only move twice uh so yeah. that helps but i think sure. and, and we just did it as well so like i kind of re re-examined it and i'm i'm not 100 percent sure if it's my favorite season um, but it's it's it's, but it's, arguably, it's up there right yeah, yeah like and i'm kind of the same where like it it probably wouldn't be number my number one but like there's a lot like a lot of really good stuff in there they're sort of starting to expand into springfield a bit more and like we get to look at some of the other characters um you know it, it, i don't on this uh bracket thing i'm doing like i'm on record saying i think if the show should have ended with grimes I think that's yep. the, it. It's the the meta commentary that they do. Someone comes in from the outside world that has like really starts poking all these holes and like, how the hell has this guy done all these things? Why do we all <laughs> sort of put up with him? Blah 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 blah. Everyone kind of smiles and laughs it off, and then the guy dies, <laughs> and then everyone like Homer falls asleep at his funeral. Like yeah, that's it's our bleak. Homer. Like, yeah. Maybe if you did that episode and then did like the spinoff showcase one, is just sort of like a. Uh, you know, after dinner, yeah, yeah, and then it's like, then it's over. Like, I don't think you need anything after that. Like, I think there's good episodes <laughs> after that, but I don't think the show had anything to say at that point. Like, I think that's the final sort of like, oh, here's us kind of, we know what we're doing, this is what we're saying, this is kind of what we're about, this is a style of comedy we're doing, and then it's a hard out because after that, I don't think there's anything. Well, no. it's funny because like that, Definitely. like right after that, it's it's Homer's Enemies, Simpsons spinoff showcase, and then uh, the Secret War of Lisa Simpson for some reason is yeah. the finale of that season. Really weird <laughs> season like, finale. <laughs> like, and, then, and then and then we're we're 
Homer versus New York, and then we're at this one. Yeah. And you think that there's only like five episodes in between these, and just like the <laughs> like dramatic dip in quality. That's that's kind of where I think eight to nine is the biggest fall off. I think I'd have to rewatch nine and ten, yeah. but like I'm, I'm think, in agreement with you. I mean, Greg yeah. obviously, as you know, is a big uh, fan of season nine, so that's why it's harder. He doesn't see it that way. Like he sees it maybe more like. Boop. Whereas I see like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and then like nine to ten is more like a what he sees is eight to nine for me. I, yeah, I see. I see like a like a end of season eight, and it's a steady diagonal line of of season nine, and then a and then a fucking cliff for season ten. <laughs> I watch season ten, I hate it, and then I actually watch season eleven, and I like it more. Interesting. I, oh, I, interesting. I like season eleven more than I like ten, um, which is. That also might have to do with the fact that I've had season 11 on DVD for years and years and years. Um, and I watched it during breakups and shit. And it was, <laughs> and it was comforting. I would, I would have to like, like, like reinvestigate those a little closer to, to really comment on it. But like, I, I feel like those, the three of these and I, I like nine, 10, 11, like run together for me a bit of like, oh yeah, that's kind of an era in itself to me of like, okay, this is like, post eight glory years pre like unwatchable it's the scully where, years like, just, it's the scully yeah, years they're weird yeah yeah they're they're very weird and again like there's some good ones in there i think 11 like i, I you know i think has some good ones if i remember like there's some decent ones in there and has I, some okay ones yeah yeah it's, yeah, not, it's you know, not all bad no and and i but i think yeah it's just again it's that thing of like there's it's mostly in, bad not all yeah, there's nothing in there you need, right? No, but, but as you said, as you like something that you said really resonated with me is like, if they didn't exist, would I miss it from my life? Absolutely no. not. Uh, no. That's and I think yeah. that's a great way to judge your content. Really, sure. Yeah, if Disney Plus just uploaded one through eight, right? If they just for whatever reason that's all they did, that would have no impact on really what i've watched on it you know what i mean i, <laughs> yeah. I i'm and taking I think their word for well. it yeah i'm taking their word for it that i can watch an episode from season 26 <laughs> but like if you call their bluff and you load it up and it's just an old episode of recess i wouldn't be surprised <laughs> like oh uh you actually wanted to watch that uh this is just we got the weekenders uh sorry yeah. try to watch season 30 and it's like the aladdin tv show yeah yeah, yeah. Huh, like, all right oh well. yeah. This is actually not bad. <laughs> and it's got Dan Castelletta as the genie, right. so yeah, there close you go. enough. <laughs> there you go. Um, shall we move to the reference desk? Let's do it. Um, so the obviously the title is uh, Prince and the Popper from uh, Mark Twain. See, I thought um, it was The Thief and the Cobbler. No. Oh. Uh, <laughs> now, the, the kind of like plot, the main plot, the imposter thing, uh, there's a couple, like there's a, a real life uh, person named Martin Gare who... Uh, returned from uh, he was like a peasant or something and he took on a new identity in the 1600s i want to say um but there's also i think more accurately there's a, a movie in 1993 called summersby um where it's basically this plot of someone goes to war and comes back as a new person um because uh the original one of the working titles of the episode was skinnersby so i'm pretty sure that's what they directly took it from yep um the skinner song is the flipper song which I didn't realize because I never really watched Flipper, but that's that's why Faster Than Lightning is what they say <laughs> because I was always like, what the hell does that mean? That's <laughs> Flipper, Flipper, Faster Than Lightning. So stupid. Um, 
And then uh, Bart's little pledge of allegiance is the Mickey song uh, by Tony Basil or Basil. I'm not sure how to pronounce her name. Um, uh, Rose by any other name will smell as sweet is from Romeo plus Juliet, the Baz Luhrmann film. Just kidding. It's from Romeo and Juliet, the, the, the play. Uh, Rebel Without a Cause is kind of how Skinner's look is. Is it from Rebel Without a Cause? What's that? Is it from Rebel Without a Cause? That's it's a bad I joke. Moving that. on. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'll just write the timestamp uh, down and cut it. Yeah. Let's just cut that. Yep. Good. Wait, Greg, did you write this episode of The Simpsons? Um, I didn't want to bring it up. Are you Ken Keeler? No, I'm Ken Keeler's writing no, assistant. He's he's Greg Wilson. I took on the name Greg Wilson in That's right. 1998 That's right. after this episode came out, and people came after me. Understood. I was twelve, uh, and then, <laughs> and then the uh, war scenes. There's some apocalypse now uh, imagery in there. Um, that's all I got. And Martin Sheen is apocalypse now imagery. He's from Apocalypse Now. Yeah, yeah. that's the tie-in. Um, do we have a favorite joke? Um, yeah, I'll I'll take it first. Um, I really enjoyed Apu's little joke. Just side with an X and call yourself whatever the hell you want. <laughs> Sure. I thought that was really great, and that leads into the uh, Who's Ned Flanders. Yeah, which is also very funny. Yeah, uh, My favorite is uh, Skinner working for the nudie place. Um, <laughs> yowza, yowza. Oh, These girls yes. aren't even wearing a smile. That's so depressing. <laughs> it's very funny. <laughs> yeah, that's like great use of like, uh, just like Harry Shearer has that like really good like deadpan, just yeah. nerd voicing. And again, it's sort of like what they were trying to do in his flashbacks as well that wasn't working because it's like if we're supposed to believe that he was genuinely a badass, he wouldn't talk like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But yeah. that's it worked well in the future where it's like, oh, now he's trying to live like a like a miscreant and it, he's just obviously that's not his world, right? So I think, uh, yeah, like I think those are both like pretty decent jokes. Like I like the exchange of the Quickie Mart generally where Again, like I said, like the Flanders joke, I thought was kind of funny, and I like the grandpa joke. I think that's like anytime they can work in a dig on on old people, is always good. Where it's just like, like oh, in your, there for some reason. yeah, yeah, in your dreams, like oh, we'll see about that. <laughs> like falls asleep right away. Like yeah, it's oh, like beautiful. that's a good gag. Like it's again, it has really nothing to do with the that episode. Like you could have done that anywhere, but it's it's funny. Yep. It's a good it's a good joke. It's a yeah. It's funny watching him say hello beautiful in his sleep. And it's like it's this it's like it still feels like a Simpsons style joke. Like yeah. that's a kind of comedy they were still kind of turning out around then. Like it's not um whatever they're doing now where it's like, oh, I don't really even uh, I can't recognize those jokes. You know what I mean? Like I still recognize that as like a grandpa joke. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, do we have an MVP, an episode MVP? I was struggling with this because, like, my gut is is Skinner, the re, uh, the fake Skinner, Armin right. Tamzarian. Um, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't know, maybe it's Ralph. I liked his little speech. <laughs> I think we gotta go Agnes. I I agree with you completely. Oh, yeah, that's a good choice. Yeah, Agnes yeah. was mine. <laughs> I think she again. It's like if there's sort of something you can take out of it, it's like because it, it's almost if they took it from her angle a bit more, that would maybe have made it a little better. Like again, the the shitty ending, notwithstanding, you just can't get around that. But like, if it was sort of 
from her perspective a bit more. Like, I think that's where the strongest stuff in that episode even comes from is sort of her kind of making, like having the agency of like deciding to like adopt this kid basically as hers and, um, and sort of getting him back and all that. Like, I think that's probably the best part of it. You know, I think it, no one else like really shines that like the family itself, you know, they don't really get a ton to do. And that's again, like kind of where the show started going where it's like, Oh, the Homer and Bart and Marge and Lisa, like they're not really the star of this show at this, in those episodes, you know? Yeah. Which is well, like, it, that's fine to me if you can make it work. And that's why I say like Skinner is one of those few characters that I think you can actually, yeah. cycle a, an, an episode around because he's funny he's interesting and there's a lot to him they give him a really cool backstory he is he's a war veteran that's a that's really wild johnny johnny johnny, johnny! <laughs> yeah um great well i guess that about wraps it up yeah uh scoot do you want to plug your pluggables my thumbs down is for this episode, by the Your way. Thumbs down for this episode? Yeah. Yep. I, I I've been, yeah. I'll... I decided I'm going to track uh, my thumbs down, thumbs up, or thumbs sideways for the entire season. Yeah. So thumbs... far, we have one thumb sideways and one thumbs down. I have a thumbs up and a thumbs down. Yeah. <laughs> I have yeah, seven I think... thumbs up for City of New York versus Homer <laughs> right. Simpson. No, you're not allowed to do that. <laughs> I would do eight thumbs down for this one then, just to, <laughs> ah, to balance it out. Right. Um, yeah, uh, well, I, I mean, there's uh, quarantine. Everyone obviously stay safe with that. Uh, Scoot's Big Dumb Brackets is on a Facebook group. If you want to come and join uh, Greg or anyone else who might want to do that, uh, every week I put out a bracket of some sort of pop culture thing that we get to vote on and fight about, and it's been pretty fun so far. So that's been going good. Uh, do you have a prediction yeah. for uh, I think you may have already recorded it but do you want to give us your yeah. prediction for the Simpsons episode sure, sure. I did make a prediction um, I recorded it before we started so I've, I've, one of them is already wrong I predicted uh, oh, no. Marge, ver Marge, uh, Marge versus the monorail I thought was going to beat Lisa's substitute Lisa's oh, substitute well it, like that was my prediction for the finals Lisa's oh, I see. substitute oh, gotcha, already gotcha. lost Gotcha. Against right. Lisa on ice, so it can't make the final. But I do think Mars versus the Monorail will win in the end. So it's um, a good prediction. I think Cape Fear might. I can't remember what side of the bracket it's on. If it's going to yeah, go up yeah. in the finals or not. But if it goes up against Monorail in the finals, I think it's got a, a good shot as well. That's that's like the, those two have shown pretty strong uh, so far. So yeah, it's it's you know. I'm we'll upset because I think my my favorite's losing to Mr. Plow right now. So. Which is your favorite again? Uh, you only move twice. Oh uh, yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. I think that last I checked before we started recording, it was like really close. Yeah, and th those are two like like th what's fun about this one is is that I'm not too unhappy about anything because I like all these episodes so much. Yeah. So when the thing I want doesn't go through, I'm like, wow, it's still going. <laughs> At least it's like this one. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas like when I've done some other ones with like movies and TV and stuff, it's like, oh, there's like a one that I really have a passion for and one that i'm like indifferent to it would be one. really funny if you had put principal and the popper in this bracket somewhere just as a joke and then it like won <laughs> like, yeah i mean like like i can <laughs> never trust away. people to to take these seriously so yeah. i didn't want to give anyone the option to go and be a, a douchebag and ruin it so too bad <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, sorry I interrupted you. So yeah, Scoot's big dumb brackets. Uh, anything else 
going on right now <laughs> no man just yeah. uh, living off the government teat it's great yeah uh, gimme 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 whatever grandpa <laughs> says you know i didn't yeah. work for it <laughs> i'm old gimme 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 <laughs> yeah um great greg anything to plug <laughs> Oh, you know, just uh, the Cinevals are coming out and uh, Why Academy is still dropping some podcasts over on the Boathouse feed. Cool. And I do weekly uh, trivia nights uh, every Wednesday on online. So if you want to come play some online trivia from anywhere in the world, you can do that. 7 p.m. Mountain Time. Uh, it's Calgary time. And uh, there's one tonight. So you won't. Just people listening to this won't hear it. So, <laughs> But next Wednesday, there will be another one. And it's a lot of fun. We do lots of rounds. Uh, there's a movie clip round, there's a uh, name that tune, there's uh, I'm doing book covers this time, you know, like just a bunch of stuff because I have the format to have visual and audio stuff in this format. So uh, trying to use that as best I can. Cool. Tailspin Trivia on Facebook if you want to see more info. And you can find this podcast at Bad Neighbors Pod on Facebook. <laughs> Yeah, a ba- bad neighbors pod on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, two bad neighbors on Facebook, and you can email us at the Hammock District on Third Numerical Three. Thank you at gmail.com. <laughs> I usually say the whole address before the numerical part. That's why. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I'm we don't to... usually switch roles yeah, like this. Yeah. We're, you see, we're I'm I'm Armin Tamzarian right now, and yeah. you're Seymour Skinner. Uh... I'm the real Seymour Skinner. I'm the real <laughs> Alan Johnson. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, thanks, thanks, Scoot, for joining us. This was fun. That's fun. Have you yeah, on. for sure. Anytime, guys. And uh, everyone else, uh, hope you're keeping safe and warm, and uh, we'll keep going with season nine and see how things go. Next time is Lisa Sachs, so I think that'll be uh, a good episode because uh, it's one, if I remember correctly, I enjoy. So we'll see if there's less contention next time. Um, thanks for listening, as always, everybody, and keep watching the skis. Oh.